Welcome to the Go Vita podcast, where your vitality is our passion. It's time to supercharge your health and wellness to take the next step on being the best version of you. Let's get underway. Hello and welcome to the Go Vita podcast, the show dedicated to helping you the latest and greatest wellness advice so that you can enjoy the health and vitality that you deserve. Marcus Pierce here with you, CEO of the Wellness Couch Podcast Network, and today we are talking all things Tulsi, the holy basil of India. Tulsi has been written about for over 5,000 years. Sages of India meditate on it and families drink it for it is known to be one of nature's greatest purifiers and protectors. For this Tulsi Masterclass, we are going to chat with Sarada, Organic India's Australian team leader and incredible naturopath to boot. Sarada, it is a very dear welcome to the Go Vita podcast. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you for joining us. I absolutely, uh, let's just say, I am uh, Tulsi mad. I absolutely love all things Tulsi. It is an inspiring brand. Can you share the story behind the Tulsi tea? I mean, podcast listeners of this one would be perhaps aware of Tulsi tea, but there is a wonderful story behind Organic India. I'd be so grateful if you could share it with us. Certainly. Organic India was established as an ethical enterprise from the outset about 24 years ago. The founders were living in India. Bharat Mitra was from Israel and Bhavani was from the States. Since they both shared a path of well-being and consciousness, they were curious to discover that Tulsi, this local herb, which was literally revered as the goddess incarnate, and they wondered, why haven't we heard of this incredible herb in the West? So inspired by their teacher, their guru's lifetime of service and values of respect and kindness toward, towards all beings, Bharat and Bhavani created a holistic business that would eventually change the face of agriculture in northern India. And their idea was simple, to establish a sustainable business model to support the livelihood of thousands of impoverished farmers in India by providing training and education enabling self-sufficiency and skills that could be passed on to future generations. And this idea became a movement. As organic and biodynamic farming principles were developed and practiced, our company's vision is to offer safe, effective herbal products to the whole world. And that's the driving force behind an organic revolution that started with Organic India and now is taking root across the whole of the country of India. It's an inspiring story and I love the, the global and the local nature of it. You've got a pretty yeah. awesome story as well. Uh, I'd love to just get the personal background here. I mean, from my understanding, you've been with Organic India for over 10 years, but you've got a really deep personal connection to the Organic India ethos as well. Would you be happy to share that with the listeners? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I don't really consider this my work. This is really much my, my path and, and very much a part of my life service. I'm a farmer's daughter granddaughter and great-granddaughter. So connection to the land is in my blood and connection with nature is something that I was raised with. Along with that and along with a spiritual awakening was, was a strong driver behind my path towards naturopathy. For me, nature and spirituality are interconnected and I had established the path of a yogi as a young adult. And it was, um, it was when I was on an extended retreat for yoga teachers in India about 15 years ago when I first saw a tin of Organic India Tulsi Original Tea. I think I still have the tin. 
And soon after that, I discovered the whole range of Tulsi teas and, and that they were sold in Australia. A few years later, I was managing a detox centre in my hometown, Mullumbimby, in the northern rivers of New South Wales, and the founders of Organic India walked in through the door, and we instantly connected. And within two months, I was working with them full-time on various wellness initiatives, including support for their company, Organic India. Connecting with the founders was a real homecoming for me. Our purposes were aligned. We shared values and a vision. We were really excited to be working together. And some years later, after my first daughter was born, my work became focused more specifically on sharing the Tulsi love in our local region, Australia and New Zealand. Wow, that is the best story. And I love the divine intervention for <laughs> how you actually met the founders. That is, um, that's off the charts. That's incredible. Yeah, um, it was really like a stepping, everything before that, everything preceding was a stepping stone to where I needed to be and, and where I was going um, as this path. Yeah, it's a, be- it's a beautiful story. I just think I, I love how inspiring it is and, and, and beautiful things happen in, in beautiful ways. And what I'm learning about, and you mentioned the uh, Tulsi original, I'm having some at the moment, so I'm just going to pour myself a little beautiful. cup. Um, but what I love is the, the bigness of the story. And I, I, I'm kind of tempted mm. to take this in, in many ways, but I think particularly at the moment, there is a really strong focus on, um, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, ethical enterprise. Can you take mm. us, you know, give, take us into India for a moment and the agricultural scene there and, and where does it stand, you know, from the, the social yeah. side of things, the environmental side of things, you hear good stories, bad stories. Um, where's Organic India uh, in terms of obviously there's an inspiring story behind it, but can you give us an, an, an education as to where it stands in India at the moment? Certainly. So if we go back several decades, when DDT was banned in the West, it was shipped to India and then marketed heavily. Wow. So this sets the backdrop. This is an indication of the influence chemical companies have had and still have over farmers in India. And much of Indian agriculture at the scene consists of one to two acre plots. These are small family-owned farms. And farmers are receiving heavy pressure from chemical companies to use expensive chemical. They're led to believe they can't afford to farm without. But in actual fact, they can't afford to farm with it. And they end up in so much debt, extreme debt, their situation becomes so dire that they can't see their way out. They end up drinking the stuff. Some listeners will have seen documentaries about this extreme social issue. And this is the issue that really is a very, has a very evocative, very moving driver from within some of us on the Organic India team. The founders of Organic India wanted to bring the dignity back to small family farmers by offering an alternative. They knew that when they went into the marketplace to buy produce when they were living in India, that there was no transparency. They couldn't find out for sure what had been sprayed, if anything hadn't been sprayed, Mm -hmm. and if the farmers were being paid fair prices for their product. None of this was clear for them. So they knew they needed to go right back to the very beginning and work directly with farmers and they knew they wanted to address the social issues within the sector. They wanted to assist whole villages of farmers to convert from conventional 
to organic farming with the company providing all the training, all the support, all of the certification. Everything was done for the farmers. They really didn't need to do anything except sign their own name. They don't even need to be literate. Farmers are paid higher than market prices regardless of the yield. It doesn't matter what the season is like. It doesn't matter what the, the price is on the open market. They're paid fairly for all of the herbs and the commodities that they produce. And these become the high, product, the high quality wellness products for healthy conscious living that, that are seen now in about 40 countries around the world. That's remarkable. And like you said, when you're drinking organic India Tulsi tea, it's not just about the tea, it's about people's livelihoods. My research also um, takes me down this rabbit hole that, you know, you're also helping improve their quality of life. There's solar panels fitted so that children can do their homework after dark. Uh, There is increasing literacy and opportunity. Um, uh, Snakes and scorpions are no longer a big deal. Medical centers have been established. Uh, Pre and postnatal checks for mothers cataract operations for the elderly i mean it's not just about the tea is it it's really about helping improve the quality of the life for locals which even though we've got social media and access and documentaries and the rest we don't see enough of it on a daily basis to really have a clear insight as to how powerful you know our tea habits can really be that's exactly right within organic india we talk about a concept of true wellness for all and that means for all beings on the planet and the planet. So when we consider wellness or we're looking at a wellness product, we're not just looking at what can it do for me in my body or in my body mind. We're looking at what effect does this have on our entire planet, Mm. given that we are all interconnected. We're all part of this one planet. And therefore, how can I be truly well if something along the line is having a negative impact or a negative effect. We can't have that true wellness if we don't look at every single aspect. Absolutely. Well, this is, uh, this is inspiring uh, and absolutely fascinating. And I know the, the detail-oriented listeners are going, okay, I know the story. Now tell me about Tulsi. Tell me about this holy basil, which is the, the hero ingredient in the range. It's what I'm drinking at the moment. It's a beautiful uh, tea. Tell us about the history because in the West, many people are like, Tulsi, what? How, what is it all about? Obviously, in the East, as I said in the introduction, it's been around for over 5,000 years. Can you tell us about the history, the culture of this holy basil known as Tulsi? I'd love to. I'll tell you whatever I can. There is so much to it. Um, it's quite an incredible, incredible study. Um, as you said, yes, Tulsi or holy basil has been written about or spoken of by the ancient sages and, and rishis of India for approximately four and a half to 5,000 years. The ancient sages and yogis literally meditated on Tulsi, for this herb is said to awaken higher states of consciousness. Traditionally, Tulsi is planted in an earthenware pot and it's placed in the courtyard or at the doorstep of every Hindu home. And somebody from the family will give and receive the blessing of Tulsi on behalf of the entire household, offering incense, candles, prayer or incantation, chanting a mantra and then pouring some water. So finally, a leaf would be broken off the Tulsi bush, ingested in order to receive the blessing on behalf of the entire family. 
this was and still is a daily ritual for many. And I certainly take my daughters to our Tulsi to spend a little time with our I want to grow some. I want to grow some. (laughs) I've got some for you. I'll give you some. Oh, yes. So in Sanskrit, Tulasi, Tulsi Tulasi means to balance the scales. Tula is to balance and Si is the scales. And Tulsi actually has been a known balancing herb for a very long time, assisting us to achieve the homeostasis our body mind is constantly striving for. And the purifying and protective effect of the herb is well known in the Indian tradition and culture too. Tulsi is placed in a pot beside the deity in the temple to keep the air pure and clean. And whole hedgerows of Tulsi line the Taj Mahal in Agra, protecting the precious stonework from the pollution in the surrounding city of Agra. So this gives an indication of the purifying and a protective quality of the herb within our body. And it's also for me as a naturopath, I'm looking at this saying, and I'm thinking, ah, so that is part of the herbal signature. Mm. It's used for what it's meant to be having that effect on. Yeah, and I'm a raving fan. As a, as a Tulsi lover, I reckon I have about three a day. I have a original in the morning or a wellness uh, Tulsi and then I often have a lemon and ginger Tulsi in the afternoon and then a sleep in the, the night. Um, and you talk about, and we'll talk about this, uh, you know, Tulsi 21-day challenge later on um, in this interview, mm. but there's just so much, there's so much wisdom in everything that you've just said. Uh, I suppose, you know, to summarize, it's like, okay, as within, so without. Um, it mm-hmm. does so many things from protecting stonework and purifying spaces. And like you said, we can take that down even to the human mm-hmm. body. But tell us about uh, Tulsi as embedded in Ayurveda and maybe even if you can, give us a quick overview of Ayurveda um, and tie that in sure. with the, the Tulsi story. So Ayurveda is India's traditional medicine system and it's actually supposedly the oldest traditional medicine system in the world. In Sanskrit, Ayurveda means the science of life. Ayurvedic knowledge is supposedly originated in India more than 5,000 years ago and is often called the mother of all healing. Ayurveda is based on the belief that health and wellness depend on a delicate balance between the mind, body and spirit. And Ayurveda places great emphasis on prevention and encourages the maintenance of health and well-being through close attention to balance in one's life, through right, right thinking, so our mental attitude, diet, lifestyle, and incorporates the use of herbs. It's an all-encompassing system and it's linked to rhythms of nature. So, for example, we should be waking as the sun is rising and slowing down um, as the sun is setting. When the sun is hot and highest in the sky, that's when our digestive fire is strongest, so we should be eating our main meal. And in winter, which is cold and, and dry, we eat grounding, nurturing foods prepared with warming spices and, and moist ghee. So Ayurveda really encourages us to, to support balance and bring balance within the context of, of what's going on around us in nature. Oh, you're making me hungry. Um, this is, there's a lot of wisdom in there, particularly around meals. I love that. And, uh, and just our lifestyles around when to wake mm-hmm. up and when to go to sleep. What about from a Tulsi perspective? Where does Tulsi mm-hmm. fit into the context of Ayurveda? Well, I like to think of all of the herbs in Ayurveda sitting in a pyramid. And right at the very top sits Tulsi, 
queen of herbs wearing the crown. She's crowned queen of herbs. Out of all of the hundreds of herbs that are used by Ayurveda, she's often referred to the mother of all herbs or the incomparable one. So she wears a string of titles, uh, holy basil, sacred basil, not one but many. And this is a real testament to her supreme status as a powerful healing plant. And if we think of that pyramid again, only this time create a smaller pyramid just inside the top there, under where organic India, uh, sorry, where Tulsi's sitting with wearing the crown. We have a group of Ayurvedic herbs called Rasayana herbs. And the Rasayana is, it's a term that in early Ayurvedic medicine means the science of lengthening lifespan. So these are tonic herbs or rejuvenators. They support longevity. Tulsi sits right at the top of that little subgroup of herbs. Tell you what, you're talking my language as someone that loves longevity. Uh, this is really speaking to me. You're unlocking a lot of timeless wisdom in here. Um, what about the benefits of Tulsi? Let's talk about specifically, I mean, I'm loving this conversation. There's so much gold in here, but I know now people are like, okay, so what are the, what are the good things that it does for me? Can we talk specifically about the benefits of Tulsi? Sure, we can. Professor Mark Cohen from the Extreme Wellness Institute. He's a good man, Mark. He is. He's amazing. He's a dear friend of, all, of, of the Organic India team and, and part of the family. He wrote an, in, an in-depth article about 12 years ago titled Tulsi, A Herb for All Reasons. And he drew together all of the scientific studies and looked at hundreds of Ayurvedic papers and some of the Western science behind Tulsi. And that's a really incredible overview. Actually, I've got a copy here, um, Tulsi, a herb for all reasons, and, and it is downloadable from our website. I'm going to pick out some of the benefits that relate to us um, most commonly and start with a common narrative that many people can relate to. That feeling of being run down, possibly overworked or physically or mentally or emotionally tired or all three, with the presence of a bit of stress or maybe a lot of stress and then getting sick. We've all heard someone say, oh, I got run down and then I got sick. Mm. And it's this common situation that Tulsi can both work to prevent us from but also support us through. And I'll explain why. Firstly, Tulsi as an adaptogen affects our stress levels. Some listeners will know what an adaptogen is already, but for those of you who are thinking, adapto what? <laughs> Tulsi, an adaptogen. <laughs> it's a herb that is, so a herb that is classed as an adaptogen helps us adapt to stress in a healthy way. So it affects a healthy stress response, response from within our system. And whether that stress is physical or mental or emotional, it doesn't matter. Tulsi's actually been scientifically substantiated as a stress-relieving herb and contains compounds that are anti-anxiety, antidepressant and mood-enhancing. So this is an incredible starting point um, within that nar narrative that I just explained. Also relating to the adaptogenic effect of the herb is the ability to give energy without overstimulating the way mm. coffee can for some beings yep. and without the My intensity. My wife is one of them. She cannot across. handle coffee. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm another. But um, it also improves our stamina and our endurance. So it gives an energy. Um, at the same time, it has this relaxant effect, 
without being sedating. Now, this is really important from an, a herbal medicine point of view because a lot of the other herbal relaxants that we draw upon also have a sedating effect. Mm. Tulsi does not. So with Tulsi, we get this feeling of being energized and yet still relaxed and calm and yet clear in our body and our mind. That's a great definition. I suppose another adaptogen being spoken about a lot at the moment is, is ashwagandha. Yes, that's right. Um, ada- uh, sort of adaptogens be- became really the new black of wellness yeah. a few years <laughs> ago. That's so true. It's a buzzword, really, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Spirulina needed to move over because ashwagandha had arrived. Yeah. And I think more and more people are, are appreciating, they're discovering and appreciating the relevance of adaptogenic herbs mm. in our modern lifestyle. So here we go, looking back at the heritage of Ayurveda, adaptogens in Ayurveda and in traditional medicine, and yet the relevance couldn't be more alive here and now in 2020. I want to bring up another one uh, which comes up and very important, particularly at the time that we're recording this, is immune-boosting properties of Tulsi. I've got my Tulsi original here, stress-relieving and immune-boosting, and I know over the last few weeks, particularly, you know, I, I check in with my body and I go, what type of Tulsi do I feel like today? Can you tell us about the um, immune boosting impact of Tulsi? Yes, I can. So I guess the first thing I'd like to say is that when we affect our stress levels in a healthy way, we naturally find that our immune system doesn't get so battered or beaten. Um, so that's, that's a head start because we've got the stress relieving effect. And yes, certainly at this juncture, um, with having having experienced the onset of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, the stress relieving and immune boosting effect of this one herb becomes very valuable to us. Mm. So there are a few points to the immune boosting effect of Tulsi. And I guess one of them is the adaptogenic nature of the herb. Another is that Tulsi actually has antiviral, antibacterial and antifungal compounds. So we have some really strong immune support going in every time we're drinking our Tulsi tea. Plus, this herb is so packed with antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. So the antioxidants are protecting the cellular integrity. Every single cell of our body can benefit from the antioxidant support. The anti-inflammatory compounds help to prevent any inflammatory processes from either beginning or worsening within our body. Remember that disease, whether it's a common cold or something more chronic or sinister, it begins with inflammation. So these speak to the uh, immune boosting effect of the herb. I think another important element to mention is that Tulsi enhances the liver and kidney detoxification function. And when we have really good, strong detox function going on, we're less likely to get sick. Our immune system is naturally more robust as well. Mm. So if we think of the purifying and protective effect of the hedgerows of Tulsi around the precious stonework at the Taj Mahal, our precious vital organs also need to be protected, purified and supported to, for us to maintain or achieve well, a state of well-being. 
So our systems are constantly wanting to, to clean, to be cleansed. We're constantly cleansing, detoxing, purging dead cells, old cell cells, making dodgy cells, cleansing them out. Ideally, we're, we're actually meant to perform the equivalent of a spring clean on our house overnight. If we've eaten early enough, then our liver can digest our meal and then go into that deep clean. But the depth to which our systems can actually cleanse efficiently and regularly depends on lots of different factors. Yeah, what are some of the key factors that you think people need to be aware of? Well, I think it depends on how much energy is available. So if our energy is distracted or it's tied up in other ways, for example, if we've eaten a big heavy meal late at night, then our, we go to sleep focusing on digesting that meal rather than going to sleep focusing on sort of the final assimilation of the nutrients from an earlier evening's meal and then diving deeply into the deep cleansing that we can only do when we are asleep. Um, or if we're fighting an infection, if there's something going on, a viral or a bacterial infection playing out, then a lot of our energy is focused on, focused on fighting that and there's less available to detoxifying it and purifying. I'll tell you, um, there's a... Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just going to say too, just our exposure to toxins, whether that's in our external environment and that can simply be through... Uh, pollution, so so um, it, what we inhale, or it can be through uh, our diet. It can also be um, we can ex be exposed to toxins if we've created our own endotoxins, toxins yes. from within our. So our our stress response, the, um, when we produce uh, stress hormones, we produce toxins. So it depends on how many toxins we're also dealing with. There's, there are lots of different aspects yeah. that affect the energy that's available for maintaining a strong immune system. Yeah, and I, and I suppose I'm thinking as you say this, you know, I'm looking at the titles as I was mentioning earlier, mm. stress relieving and immune boosting, uh, the masala chai, stress relieving and rejuvenating. Uh, you know, sleep might be, which I love, restful sleep and peace, which we all love. But it's, mm. it, it goes so much deeper than that, doesn't it? it? There's a lot of work that goes into actually putting that, you know, on the box and explaining it, you know, um, on these beautifully designed packet, uh, packages, I must add, um, what, you know, what role each um, Organic India uh, product actually delivers, isn't there? Mm, there is, there is. And I think, um, I think what I'd like to share with listeners is that, Regardless of which flavour you might choose from this incredible range, Tulsi is in every single blend. And for those listeners who enjoy a morning cup of coffee and an evening glass of wine and maybe a, a little bakery treat or a, a chocolate bar at some point most days, then Tulsi actually has a lot to offer as an adjunct. Yeah. So balancing the body-mind so that it's as resilient as it can be and it can help to offset some of the drawbacks that some of our other dietary or lifestyle habits may have um, or may present to our system. Yeah, that's a great point. As someone that does, I do love a coffee, one coffee a day in the morning, but I also love having Tulsi for the rest of the day. And I think what you're saying is spot on. You don't want to have to become so fixed on one thing, but it is a great adjunct um, in, a, in a healthy lifestyle. Let's talk about, I suppose, the herbal tea because we keep on talking about it. But what specifically if um, can you share with listeners about the different ways um, to take it? I mean, I, as I said, you know, I've known you for over a year now, really been introduced to, to Tulsi ever since 
we met. Um, but can you share the different ways, uh, I suppose, to, to take herbs and, and what the best way specifically to, to take the Tulsi is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess from a naturopathy point of view or a herbal medicine point of view, a lot of um, herb med students are directed to dispense and prescribe either liquid tinctures or capsules or, uh, or tablets. However, there's a lot more to herbalism um, and, you know, from compresses and, and balms to um, herbal tea. And so for me, as a herbalist, um, I'm really, really, really into using herbal tea because um, it has a lot of advantages over some of the other forms and, and, and mediums for herbs. Um, like most herbs, Tulsi can be taken as a capsule or a, a liquid um, tincture. And obviously the founders of Organic India brought Tulsi to the Western world as a tea because that was what traditional householders, that was the traditional use mm. for, for Tulsi, the householders in India. Um, I love that uh, it's really quickly absorbed when it's in tea form. And that means that a person doesn't need to have really strong digestion. The digestive integrity can be compromised and will still absorb the benefits of, of the Tulsi. I also love that there's no load on the liver. There's no added load on the liver. Our livers are working hard enough already. So liver function doesn't need to be optimal. And also we're not adding um, additives or excipients or fillers, which some forms of herbal medicine does. So there's no additional need for the liver to step up to metabolize um, this tea medium. And also if the herbs are organic, then there are no chemicals going into our bodies and our bloodstream. There are no chemicals going into our earth's cycles, the soil, the air, the water. So they're not going to come back around again in the next food that we eat or the next fruit that we reach for. I also love that um, tea has a hydrating effect. So as we take our herbs in our, in our tea, we're getting the benefit of a cup of warm, hydrating water in there. And a lot of disease and discomfort re, uh, really relates back to simple dehydration. This is a big factor that naturopaths see when people, when patients present in, in uh, clinical situations. And finally, I think the beauty of tea is that it's really easy to drink. Worldwide, there's a culture um, that, I mean, in every nation, tea yes. culture is part of life. It's Huge. part of connection. It's part of self-care. It's part of physical and emotional nurturance. Mm. Um, it's part of hospitality. It makes sense that Tulsi should be taken in, in tea form. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Like you said, all cultures around the planet have a tea culture. Um, let's talk about mm. the Organic India range itself. I mean, again, I've got my favourites up here. You've got your favourites behind you there. Naturally, we're biased. We're devoted, you know, organic India <laughs> Tulsi tea drinkers. But can you tell the people that are listening to this uh, for the first time? I mean, for me, it's like a it's a tea revolution when you realise there's a whole different um, range of tea that you've never come across before. It's it's very exciting. Can you share with the newbies um, the organic India range because it is more vast than just the you know the original Tulsi itself? Yeah, that's right. 
So, um, yes, I always love to step forward and play the role of the tea lady and, and um, talk about... <laughs> you did that to me know, when the... we first met. I loved it. And I left with all these tea. I was like, <laughs> yes. And all of these different flavours to try and all of the different... Every flavour tells a story to me. I can, I can talk about every single flavour. I'm going to pick just a, a four. Yeah. Um, in Australia, we have 18 different flavors of organic india tulsi there are more flavors beyond that uh, right now we have 18 of them and as i mentioned before all of them contain tulsi our hero ingredient the queen of herbs the incomparable one across the range we cover blends that are either flute from fruity to floral from spicy uh, to the more herbal earthy flavors from caffeinated so containing a little bit of green, uh, green leaf tea or, uh, or black tea, Camellia sinensis, um, the classic tea tea, to non-caffeinated teas. Most of the range is non-caffeinated, so different herbal blends. There's a take. Um, I really believe there's something for everybody and there's a take on classic Indian chai, so that beautiful masala chai with tulsi so good and so good yeah so beautiful with a bit of milk and honey on a cool day um and a separate range of functional wellness teas that literally do what they say on the pack sleep cleanse tummy lax and wellness and all of these teas are available in tea bags which are completely compostable they're staple free um they're yeah they're such beautiful quality uh, tea bag and a selection, selection of them is also available in, in loose-leaf form. I just want to mention Tulsi Original, our, our leader, our flagship. Uh, this is the most potent tea bag of, of Tulsi, three different varieties of Tulsi Holy Basil, most uh, potent as adaptogens. So this is your adaptogenic um, t- uh, beverage in its um, highest glory, so without any other herbs blended. And the flavour is unique. It's really different, difficult to explain except to say that I find it earthy and very Moorish. And we find that when we share it, people take a sip and then they want to try again. And the connection is it really runs deep. Um, so that's a beautiful beautiful uh, it is moorish that's a great way to say you don't say that about tea often that the tea is moorish but it is moorish it really is moorish then there's tulsi turmeric ginger this um this is another favorite of mine this is three ayurvedic big guys in the one tea bag i'm talking tulsi (laughs) queen of herbs turmeric king of spices and ginger the universal healer so this is really really special um and it's absolutely delicious um tulsi wellness is a power-packed, awesome foursome of herbs. We've got the hero Tulsi uh, and, and heroin. So Tulsi and ashwagandha, we've got these two in the one tea bag, two beautiful adaptogenic herbs. Um, you've got the stamina, energy and nervous nourishment coming from these herbs, plus moringa, which kind of became the new black of, of, of superfoods and green powders a few years back. This is the miracle plant really nutritious this is i call it like superfood in a cup or, or liquid superfood and go to cola the herb of longevity so this is a really powerful nourishing tea and um and as marcus you mentioned earlier tulsi sleep i think we can't not mention tulsi sleep seeing so many listeners either have 
challenges with achieving deep restorative sleep mm. or they know someone who does. And Tulsi Sleep is a bestseller and I think that there's a reason for that. Sleep is a big issue for a lot of people um, and this tea gets really great customer feedback. I have customers who swear by it. I have a responsibility to make sure Australians do not go without this tea. If it's off shelf, I lose sleep <laughs> because I know how important it is for people. And we all know how amazing it feels to achieve good, deep, restful, restorative sleep. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. I am uh, number one ticket holder with uh, Tulsi Sleep. All right, well, what about the art of drinking Tulsi? Because it is an art and I would love for you to say it in your own words, you know, how should people listening to this podcast drink their Tulsi? Beautiful. So, yes, there is a method um, that we all recommend. We really, really love our mug with a lid on the top. This is really, really important for preparation of Tulsi tea because there's a strong um, essential oil component to the herb that we actually want to capture. It's called eugenol and it, has, um, it ha plays a very important part in the immune boosting effect of the herb. If it's not captured with a lid, it will vaporize because it's so volatile. It has a particularly strengthening effect immune-wise on the respiratory system, which is very fascinating, um, particularly with the theme of 2020 being um, yeah, with, with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so we want to capture that. We want to steep it for as long as possible. I always recommend starting with good quality, pure filtered water. I really notice the difference in taste and also in my body. You know, we really need to think about the purity of our water. And I think we also need to think about what we're putting into our water because it, it's going into, um, obviously back into the, the, the rain cycle. But pure filtered water makes it a really delicious tasting Tulsi, we steep it with a lid on it and then um, either it's up to personal preference whether to take the tea bag out or to leave it in. I like to leave it in. Me and too. obviously if it's loose leaf, you know, straining. Um, the wellness teas, sleep, cleanse, tummy, lax and wellness, have a longer steep time and the packs give all of that detail. And, and I guess it's really important to mention that these teas um, being Rasayana herbs, so we're talking longevity herbs, they don't have any side effects for long-term use. In fact, it's quite the opposite. These herbs have a compounding effect when taken regularly. So if we're taking Tulsi two to three times a day and we're doing that most days or, or every day, then this is going to have, this is leading us to some place uh, down that wellness journey, which really has um has a, a benefit for us i want us to talk about the tulsi challenge Go on. did you have any other questions no i want, I want you to talk that? about the tulsi challenge because i think i've done this inadvertently because i just love the tea but can you share with people the the tulsi 21 day challenge because i love it yeah so we often talk about introducing uh newbies to the tulsi 21 day challenge or anyone who is familiar with the range, familiar with the tea, 
dabbled a little bit, never really put it to the test. This is how you can see what Tulsi can do for you as an individual. So it's a great starting point to, and it's super simple. All you need to do is drink three cups of Tulsi every day for 21 days in a row. You don't need to change anything else in your life. In fact, it's better if you don't because then you're really putting Tulsi to the test. So you leave the coffee in there or the glass of wine or whatever that is. You don't change anything for now. If you want to change that, wait till, till after the 21 day challenge. Fill out an entry survey and that contains 10 basic wellness parameters. Seal that in an envelope, put it away, do not look at it. Drink your three cups every day, 21 days in a row, complete the exit survey and then review through self-assessment the effect that this challenge has had on you. So this is, um, there's a guide on, on the Tulsi 21 day challenge on the Australian website, organicindia.com.au. There's a free ebook to download specifically helping you through the Tulsi 21 day challenge and a little bit of troubleshooting and sort of how to handle this scenario or if you're traveling or working a lot or, or yeah, lots of different ideas for how to do it. After you finish the challenge, we do suggest just following along with two to three cups a day and, and enjoying the benefits. Absolutely. That's what I found. I've just had it morning tea, afternoon tea, uh, evening. And then often on the weekends when it's just a slower start to the day, I'll start the day with a Tulsi, often an original or a wellness. And I actually haven't done it with the ebook. So I'm going to do what you suggested, do the start survey and the exit survey uh, and notice the difference because I, I love my life on Tulsi, uh, but I think to notate it uh, would be even more powerful. Um, last question before we wrap it up. How would you suggest, it's almost like it's a bit of a, a coming together, how do I get the best out of what, let's call it because it does have a lot of titles Ayurveda's queen of herbs I think regular use so the com just just enjoy the compounding effect of Tulsi and drink it daily drink it two to three times a day drink it as often as you can explore the range find the sweet spot within your day for Tulsi is it that three o'clock slump where where your energy sort of dives a little, you're digesting lunch and you're you know, a little tired. Do you need the Tulsi licorice spice because you're craving sweets then? Is it on a hot afternoon and you just love Tulsi sweet rose? Do you need a, a Tulsi ginger or a Tulsi turmeric ginger or a Tulsi lemon ginger because you're feeling a little under the weather? Um, is it Tulsi lax because the weather's turned, you're a little less mobile, maybe, or maybe you're traveling through time zones and and all your digestion and elimination sort of systems are going out of whack. Um, use the, the whole range. Find the flavours that you, you enjoy and then use that whole range to really support your well-being. I think um, a lot of us don't know. Don't, I think change is incremental and well-being as a journey, um, it's a continuum. So we don't necessarily drink that golden elixir and go to bed and then wake up the next day and realize that oh we're radically shifted or that mm. little silver bullet that you know sometimes we talk about there is no such thing but what exists is regular routine of wellness habits and self-care and finding ways to incorporate those into into our daily life in a sustainable way 
um, really has outcomes worth noting. I suppose, yeah, I just could follow up on that. It is also, a, it is a way drinking Tulsi in that manner, you know, two to three times a day. It is, you can link it as a self-care ritual, can you not? Yeah, I often talk about, I mean, tea obviously around the world has had um, connections to self-care and we've seen lots of images and even Nescafe ads, you know, where everyone's got their tea and they're having that little moment of self-care. I like to think of making the tea as part of a self-care ritual as well. We, we leave whatever we're doing. We've chosen to stop. We're making a move for the kettle. We're filling it with our filtered water. We're making a move to put that on to boil. All of these, in the three minutes that it takes us to make our Tulsi tea, to reach for the Tulsi flavour, to get our cup, we can be thinking about, how am I breathing? Oh, my breath is short and shallow. Oh, I can breathe right down into my belly now and I can completely exhale and I can breathe in and breathe out with more support and more nourishment because I can pay my attention to my breath. What's on my mind? How am I thinking? What's the state of my mental health right now? Oh, it's full of to-do lists. Maybe I should write a couple of those things down and just get them out of my head. What's going on physically? Oh, I'm feeling a bit tight, been sitting at the desk, or oh, I'm feeling exhausted, I've been running around after the kids. What do we need um, physically or, and, and emotionally? How am I feeling in this moment? Is there something that I need to say? Is there something I need to acknowledge? So all of these little aspects of ourselves we can check in with. Just in that three minutes of waiting for the kettle to boil and, and, and getting the Tulsi tea ready to steep and then, and then go and enjoy. And, you know, I added it up, Marcus, three minutes, three times a day. That's 63 minutes across the course of a week of self-care that we just hadn't considered before, yeah, nice. I think. I love it. Uh, it's uh, the the productivity uh, guru in me loves it. I'm like, yes, it's just like making making self care rituals. Uh, it's fabulous. I think it's a you know I'm I'm kind of reflecting on this conversation um, as we wrap this up, Serato, and I'm thinking you know every every time I have my Tulsi tea, um, I'm nourishing my body. I'm also nourishing the people around me because I'm bringing the best version of me to my community, to my family, to my workplace, but I'm also doing a great thing for the planet. I'll bring it back to what you spoke about at the very beginning of this interview. It really is all of the pieces in the puzzle, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what moves me personally so deeply and that really connects me with this incredible brand and this incredible herb um, that in addition to bringing wellness to me and you and our families, every single mug of organic India Tulsi tea supports the livelihood of rural family farmers in India, as well as the well-being of the planet through our business model that includes and encourages regenerative agriculture. Uh, well, I cannot thank you enough, Sarada, for being so open and sharing so much of your wisdom on this interview today. And to everyone at Organic India, thank you so much for what you do, uh, Sarada, and to the entire team for bringing such a, a beautiful tea, um, such an ethical enterprise, and we can't thank you enough for your gift to humanity. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Marcus. It's been an absolute pleasure.
listeners of the Go Butter podcast, do as I do, get on the Organic India and do this 21 day, uh, 21 days of Tulsi. Go to organicindia.com.au. Become Tulsi mad. It is absolutely divine. And uh, as we just said, it brings out the best in you in so many ways. And folks, when you go to get your 21 days of Tulsi, you can get 10% off your first order by entering the code GOVITA10. That's G-O-V-I-T-A. One zero at the website organicindia.com.au. So do the 21-day challenge. It's completely free. Get the tea. You'll get 10% off your first order. Use the promo code GOVITA10, G-O-V-I-T-A-10, and then pop on down to your local GoVita store. When you're in your GoVita stores, check out the uh, entire range of Organic India Tulsi products. As Sarada mentioned on the podcast, there are 18 uh, types of Tulsi tea available in Australia and uh, and a range. If you check out their website, you'll see a whole lot more as well. It's a real uh, opportunity, guys, not just to um, drink tea and be good with that, but to actually make a positive difference in the world. So thanks again to Sarada for joining us on this edition. Share this podcast with a friend, folks. Make sure you teach them how to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend. Show your friends and family how to listen the podcast you'll open up a whole new world to them and you'll actually teach them about the powers of holy basil of tulsi tea uh you can spread the love by leaving a review in itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts but most importantly go into the GoVita stores check out the entire range um of products available you can even do that online at govita.com.au there is govita's quarterly mag the go mag with recipes tips special offers and more um and remember when next you are doing your shopping, make sure you do so in one of the GoVita stores right around Australia because at GoVita, your vitality is our passion. Bye for now.